Hey, this is Neil Mackay, your host of a Vietnam podcast. Now, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you about one of my favorite affiliate partners, and that is Fiverr. I've been using Fiverr for years for everything from ordering YouTube thumbnails to keyword research, writing podcast articles, even to Canva designs and thumbnails and more. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur, a podcaster, or anyone in between, Fiverr has got you covered. It really is the go-to platform if you want to find freelancers offering a massive range of services to help you on any project. Maybe you need a stunning new logo or just a short animation, whatever you need, you can find it on Fiverr. What I love the most is how easy Fiverr makes it to connect with talented freelancers from around the world, all at prices that will fit whatever your budget is. Plus, with Fiverr's secure payment system, you can trust that your transactions are safe and secure. No dodgy people you meet on Facebook groups that disappear with your money and never give you what you want. What, that's only happened to me? As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you use the link and at no extra cost to you. As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you click my link and you buy something, all at no extra cost to you. And best of all, you will be directly supporting the making of this podcast that you're listening to for free, but it is not free to make. So why we head over to somewhere that you've probably never been before. It's called the show notes. So whatever app you're listening in, if it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything at all, head to the show notes, click on my special link, and then you can browse thousands of gigs ready to help you with your next project. And now, let's dive into today's episode. Let's go. Hey, Adrian, you want to try this Saigon fruit beer? A what? You know... A Saigon apple beer. No. What are you talking about? What's that? What? You don't know? They taste so good. There's chili, ginger, and this one's apple. I'm trying to speak more Vietnamese. Try this fermented apple juice. You're not speaking Vietnamese. You're speaking English. Show me what you're drinking. Here. Saigon cider. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. Fermented apple juice. If you want to enjoy a Saigon Cider while we're stuck in lockdown, you can still get delivery through Classic Deli or By Nature. Check out the links in the notes. Right, final questions, okay. Alright, first question of season six. Now a bit of context here. As we know, the podcast is called 7 Million Bikes because there are over 7 million registered motorbikes in Saigon, 45 million in the whole of Vietnam. Incredible. But as we talk about urban planning and development in Saigon over the last five years, the amount of cars on the road has gone through the roof, right? Now, we know as well Vietnam is a very has a lot of inequality, a lot of people with very, very little money, and some people with a lot of money. And in my country, we say that money can't buy taste, which applies to people who buy expensive cars in Vietnam. What I've noticed over the last few months, as the cars get more expensive, the paintwork gets more ridiculous. So in the last few months, I've seen a Land Rover in can only be described as beetle green. 
So, you know, like the back of like shiny green. Like iridescent. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah, exactly like that. I can't try and say that word. There's too many R's in the middle. Um, iridescent. Um, there's one, there's a Porsche in the build in my building that has been given um, decals to make it look like the car from Cars. You know the Disney movie Cars? I'm not Which joking. car? I don't there are know. many cars and cars. I know, cars. I, haven't seen, I actually haven't seen the movie. What's the, the main one? It's cars, it's red. car. Um, Steve McQueen? Yeah, no, that one. No, that's a designer. Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. I think it's that one. William yeah. Wallace? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Lightning McQueen. The one, yeah, so they had decals on it. And then the worst one was last week. I saw it in my building, which tells you about my building. A bedazzled Mercedes. The whole thing was glittery silver. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. And on the way here today, I can't believe I didn't stop to take a picture. I was going by the VinFast showroom. It was a brand new VinFast car that was two-tone yellow-black. So it went from yellow and faded into black. And it's just like, what? Is going so anyway, the question is, what's the craziest car that you've seen in Vietnam? Now that you gave that context, I'm not sure if my answer is... Uh... <laughs> appropriate i guess i'm not going on roads that have crazy cars um if you're in tauri n which it sounds like you spend time if you you live there well i've seen all of these cars in tauri n i feel like it's i maybe i'm just not well versed in cars but there have been some bright pink colors but i was going to say i was in district 12 once and somebody was on a motorbike uh, driving very slowly and a horse a, a live horse was just like trotting along beside them. So that was going to be my answer to what's the craziest like car vehicle you've seen. <laughs> a horse. I've like an actual horse. Yeah. It looked miserable. I'll bet, yeah. It's more bloody hot. But pink cars as well, though, that's a common one as well. And I've seen so many cars like Barbie pink or, and you're like, what is going on? So that that's your real answer then. I'll take Barbie pink. <laughs> Actually, I've been working for Ho Chi Minh Motor Show for three years in a row. So I've been modeling there for like Lexus and uh, Chevrolet. And so I, I saw very beautiful cars next to me. But the craziest one was one day I went out next to Mastery and I saw this um, super fancy, I forgot the brand, but like pink sport car. And that was very surprising because like, okay, uh, so you're probably a man, I don't know, because it's a, it was a manly car, like racing car a little bit, but pink. And I, I, I just stand like, okay, uh, I yeah, just like took my breath away, literally. So but I, I, I forgot the brand, but it is really impressive, like out of nowhere, like a sport car, like mm, strong, <laughs> rah, pink. This is exactly why I'm asking that question, because the same things happen to me. You see this car that's so nice, must have cost maybe half a million dollars, and it is just... Like, I'll be honest, hideous, you know, <laughs> like bright pink or something like that. You like, know, in France, we have a quote. It's like, we're like, uh, les goûts et les couleurs, ça se discute pas. It's like the tastes and the color, we don't discuss, basically. It's like everyone has their own opinion, something like that. So okay. Don't, don't discuss. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm from a very opinionated, <laughs> opinionated place. Because I just think, though, if I was in... Uh, New Zealand, where I lived before, or any Western country, and someone was driving down the street in a bright baby pink car, it would you'd just be like, what are you doing? People would judge. So I'm showing my judgmental side here. <laughs> you are. You are judgmental. You are. 
I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't think I've seen like where I've been like, oh, this is a, this is a crazy, I think one time I did see like a, you, I think it's funny you said that I haven't thought about this until you just said it. I think it was actually like you, I think it was either a Lamborghini or like a Ferrari, like some like, like, like a $200,000 car. And it, the paint job on it was like, like a pastel, like it was terrible, but the the bigger point that I that you're making that like as someone who drives a motorbike here, it's just the the the. So you talked about how many motorbikes there are. So many cars on the road now, and like big SUVs, and it's like buses. I understand they're public transport; they're very much needed here. I'm always like, why would you live in Saigon and have a massive SUV and as and and they're everywhere and they take up literally, and this is not an exaggeration, they take up 85% of any road you go down. So sometimes you'll see a, tr- a, a backup of bikes and it's just because we cannot physically get around your massive SUV. It makes me... I have, I have in America, I had very bad road rage. It's better here, but it, every day when I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's, a, it's two buses and an SUV, and we're going to be here for 25 minutes because we can't, the road is not set up for it. But you know whose fault that is? Tell me. Americans. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have SUVs in Scotland. I mean, we probably do, but not to this the same extent. In America, that's just the normal. It's so common. Family I mean, car. Former former dr- driver of two or three different SUVs. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So they're just copying American culture. Okay, that but it doesn't sense. fit for Saigon. Is, is the true point though? The roads do not are not big enough. They're not wide enough. Yeah, and sometimes uh, they would take an SUV down a hem, which a hem is uh, if you're not from Vietnam or not been to Vietnam is like a small laneway. It's not meant for an SUV. It's not a hem isn't made for even a mid-sized car, but it's <laughs> yeah. true. Like there's and and they'll go down that hem with a lot of confidence. Like it's no problem. It's like what part because of all the, of the, the physical, it's imp- like physically you're trying to break the laws of physics, and then you know there's gonna be street carts. So it's like you had no chance of making it through here. It's it is a, I for it is, uh, I always blame Americans, you're right. Uh, uh bad, <laughs> bad on us, but here it just does not make sense. Yeah. The roads are not meant to do it, yeah. In in my neighborhood, a Mercedes, uh, pink like really swingam pink, like a Barbie pink. Yeah, Barbie pink with golden. Uh, how do we say uh, wheel caps? Mm. And uh, <laughs> and the, the woman going out of it, uh, it it was pretty low. The the car was pretty low, and it was a bit hard for her to get out of it. Also because the dress was maybe too too tight and the high heel it, it it was it was Barbie. Barbie and her car. So it's pretty funny. I don't understand. Yeah. It's another culture. Yeah, culture difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw um you call it a tank? <laughs> like a hammer or a Yeah, like what what uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is is driving or Yes, that 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 I saw here, which looks pretty scary. Yeah, I have seen a wooden Ferrari. Wait, what? <laughs> a wooden Ferrari? Yes. <laughs> In Saigon. In Saigon. Made to look like wood or actually wood? I think it was actually wood. <laughs> Okay, that might be the winner of so far a wooden Ferrari. Yes, a wooden Ferrari, and then I think the the whoever that drives it must be you know a, a 
a fanatic of Bavari. <laughs> so we talk again. We talked again earlier about understanding different cultures. So that for me, I cannot understand this culture here of buying a beautiful car and then bedazzling it or making it wood. What do you? Can you explain the cultural thought process to doing that? I think it's just you know people want attention you know. <laughs> it's just simple. Yeah, in in the U.S., people really don't care what car you drive unless you know you're dating someone. <laughs> not always, not always the case, but uh, people don't really care what car you drive. You know, uh, not as much as here. But then here, maybe when people they buy a car. Some people do want attention. Some people do feel like, oh, I, you know, it's my car, my dream car. Then I, uh, maybe I should do something fun with it. And another, yeah, I'm sorry. Another thing is that it's really cheap to change. But what blows my mind is these cars are so beautiful, so expensive. Like maybe a half a million dollar car. That's attention enough. Like you're gonna get people are gonna be like, wow, look at that car. Well, I think it's a car that I once owned myself, actually. <laughs> a 1977 Mitsubishi Scorpion. Now, I was born in 1974, so uh, I was driving a car that was only a few years younger than me. And, and it was crazy because it was unbelievable that, that it was actually still held together. <laughs> Genuinely rust color because of the rust and you could hear it two blocks away. Um, and, you know, when, when I bought this car, I was a teacher at the time. One of the teachers took me aside and said, Michael, you can't, you can't drive that to school. You're meant to be a professional. <laughs> you, it looks like you bought it at a charity shop. My favourite car ever. <laughs> this was in, in Vietnam? Uh, this was in Sydney. Oh, no, Sydney. I, I'm not brave enough to drive a car here. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't blame you. The gold car. That's yeah. uh, also I like. Also, there is one in Taoyuan. Uh, how do you call this color? I mean, it's like it's like uh, pinkish, but it's also silver at the same time, and it has sparkle in it. It's like what the fuck is that? Why would you choose that color? I mean, okay, you choose it. Nobody else is gonna have it. Like you can always recognize your car in the parking, but wow, <laughs> like a car for a princess, you know, like Barbie princess. First time I was sitting in a Mercedes-Benz car. I think it was like a C1. It was in Germany back in like uh, no, I think 19 years ago, because I was, uh, we finished a show in Berlin and my friend who just brought this fancy car, I would say, you know, and we took off from Berlin to, uh, to Hamburg and he was driving like not less than 200 kilometers per hour, like constantly. Wow. You know, and, and you know, in Germany, you know, if you get on a highway, it's your call, you know, how fast <laughs> you want to drive. And, and I have to say, I, I was a little bit concerned, you know, but I mean, like, it was a really crazy drive. I, I, I had, it was a, the, the very first impressions about cars because I, 
I'm not a crazy cars uh, uh, person. Yeah, we are Vietnamese. You're a crazy motorbike person, right? Yeah, yeah, and and but 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 lately, I have another moment with a car. I don't think it is a car itself, but it's like the uh, president uh, Vinfast car like a very limited car and i was in the car of my friend who actually the the chief of this entire project you know and he was living in in mr Hue. he he was he he was uh, he grew up and he studied and he worked in germany and he connect all this company to be able to 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 build the the, the vinfast car but the craziest for me is nowadays, you know, we are two, 2021, you know, I mean, like even 10 years ago, nobody in Vietnam and in the world would expect like Vietnam would have its own car. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, interesting, uh, idea i would say yeah one of the things about vietnam right now living here and in general is things happen so quickly like and we've talked about it on this show before as well like you know the, the development is so fast and i've kind of forgotten that you've just made a point when we arrived here five years ago vinfast didn't exist i don't even think they had a factory but it was like when the decision was made by I guess the Vin Group, like we're gonna make our own cars. They brought over experts from Germany, as you mentioned. They created a factory, they created an assembly line, they created a company, and they manufactured. I think it opened. It was like the quickest opening of a car manufacturer ever. Is that right? It took them only like two I years. Know. No, I, I, the feeling is like this was like uh, overnight, you know. Yeah. It's like suddenly, it's just okay. There's a car from Vietnam. <laughs> you know, which is so crazy you know yeah if you enjoy seven million bikes a vietnam podcast don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram and check out the youtube channel as well if you want to support us you can do that on patreon.com forward slash seven million bikes you can become a member and get amazing benefits check out the link in the notes below and you can also buy us a coffee or a beer at coffee.com ko-fi.com Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away 
It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease, and I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers. <laughs>